This is professional wrestling legend, downtown Bruno, who is privileged enough to be on the Oversell Podcast. It is episode 116, and we are looking back at Raw at Memphis and everything in between. Get ready. This is the Oversell Podcast. Man, that, oh, God, I forgot to turn the echo off. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Derek. I'm Mike. I'm changing up the intro this week. It's a weird week. Uh, <laughs> my headphone amp, the cord died, and... We spent the last hour trying to fix yeah, that. Yeah, no, Mike, with his uh, extraordinary electronic engineering skills, could not get a thing going. RIP power cord to the uh, microphone amp. So Dan won't be joining us, but, uh, hi everybody. We just had raw in Memphis this past week. Me and Mike got to go. Thank you, Charles Sweeney for that. Um, before we get there, we didn't get to talk about it last week. I was supposed to get, uh, Fred on, but it didn't work out to where we get, let's talk a little rest King 12. Did you get to watch it? I've still only watched two matches. I told you I watched last week. Okay. Uh, we can talk about those two matches. Jericho and Omega. Incredible. Those two guys, Meltzer gave it five stars, it which five means star. it's you know damn near perfect match. Yep. Um, and I, I I loved it too. Uh, I thought they told a great story in the ring. Um, these two guys, the story was Chris Jericho just did not like Kenny Omega, uh, and he had no respect for the New Japan Pro Wrestling Company as a whole. Right. As when like when he attacked Red Shoes and his son and put his son <laughs> not in the walls pretty, of yeah. Jericho, he put him his ass in the lion in the lion tamer. tamer. Um, but what are some thoughts you had from the match? I mean, I really enjoyed it. It was, it, it lived up to the hype, definitely. Uh, like you said, great storytelling. There was some good spots. I really liked the whole the red red shoes interaction with his son. I mean, like I said, that wasn't the walls. That was a lion tamer. I mean, he had the the one leg over and the knee down and the the uh, small of the back. And I mean. There was some torque there. That that was the painful, you know, uh, submission. Uh, you know, I just <laughs> like the the heel Jericho, you know, in this match, picking up the camera, taking pictures of him, and then taking pictures of his middle finger. And you know, I mean, it, it was a Jericho match. I mean, you you knew it was going to be good. Jericho did a lion salt in that match. I cannot remember the last time Jericho hit a lion salt. Yeah. Actually, hit it in uh, in the WWE. I think he stopped doing it for the longest time. I can't remember him hitting one. So I can't remember him hitting one. He kept trying them. It was like Ric Flair going up to the top rope. Uh, you knew it was. Yeah, you knew he was going to get thrown well. off. Um, but yeah, very entertaining match. I love Kenny Omega coming out as Osiris from. Um, um, what is that game now that I'm thinking about it? Uh, Overwatch. Overwatch, yes. And I don't even know that game. It's fun. You referenced that the it's other fun. day, so it's I fun. remembered it. It's fun, but yeah, just uh, it was just an ass. It was just a fight, big time fight, and both those two guys delivered. I mean, uh, I, the spot where Kenny Omega, you know, jumps and puts both feet into a table that's laying on top of Jericho that yeah. looked awesome. Um, Big, the big moves, you know, a couple of code breakers. Of course, the, the one-winged angel on the chair. Yep. Um, and Kenny Omega walks out as still your IWGP U.S. champion 
for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And not only that, but the news leaked this week. He signed to New Japan Pro Wrestling till the end of January of next year. Yes. So, no, not, no, you will not see Kenny Omega at WrestleMania at, at the Royal Rumble. He's not showing he's up not at the Rumble. Be, he's not going to be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. And he won't be the Rumble next year. Yep, that's Because true. of the way it falls. So, uh, yeah, anything else you want to say about that match? Just hard-hitting. Jer- I, this is some of Jericho's best stuff. Yeah. It really was, and it, and it shows what you can do if you let if you let your wrestlers just do what they do best. And Jericho's was, I'm going to be an asshole heel. And I think that comes awfully naturally to him. Oh, yeah. He, he knows he's better as a heel. Yep. And I, I, my, one of the favorite things I loved was he was beating Kenny Omega on the outside, and he just yells out, Alpha Club! <laughs> I don't know if, why. I just love that a lot. And there was, I, I don't remember exactly the spot, but there was one point where right after Jericho hit a move, he just sat there in the ring and just kind of grinned, and the camera zoomed in on him, and I even saw a meme of it. It's like when you know you have the whole world in your hands. Yep. He's the best in the world for the reason for that reason for his for that reason and um yeah Kenny Omega walks out your winner the smart choice you, ever, you know I knew Kenny Omega oh, yeah. was more than likely was going to win excuse me it was going to win that match um but I was really entertained by it and the other match you got to saw I'm going to guess was Okada and Naito. and Naito yeah man those guys went at it dude yeah. that was that was a lot of fun the chain wrestling at the beginning. At the end, they're each just hitting each other's finishers like going. It's going out of style. Naito was um, selling those rainmakers, man, getting the flips after oh, yeah. them, and uh, pile driver after pile driver after pile driver, and man, two two very special guys in the wrestling ring. I remember one of my favorite spots. Uh, <coughs> it was a little bit of chain wrestling going back and forth with uh, hip tosses, and. Okada hit a hip toss on Naito, and Naito rolled into it, rolled right into his little pose that he does, where he just lays out in the Tranquilo. ring. Tranquilo. Yeah. Tranquilo. I mean, just flawless, you know, transition into it. It just just showed, the, you know, it showed more of his character, you know. Uh, another thing I liked was um, Okada kept getting uh, Naito in the choke. Yep. And whenever... Um, Naito would try to counter it, roll. Akata would roll through, and then they'd be right back in the same position. They yep. did that several and several, several times, and it just showed that Okada is the best in the game because he walked out as still your IWGP heavyweight champion. Um, he For is, like 500 and something days, I think they said. Probably going to end up being one of the greatest champions that's ever I held wanna that s- belt. I want to say at that time they were saying 534. I may be off a little bit, but it was it's somewhere around there, 534 days that he's been the champ. Wow, that is incredible. And it's still, Okada has the prettiest drop kick. Oh, man. He hits the, I hits, mean, it's perfect. He hit some in that match that were just incredible. And I, I love Naito. I love Los Ingobernables de mm. Japón. Um and yeah, and I, you know, another all the the rest of the card was just as good. You need to go back and watch it. Uh, Switchblade and who did he wrestle? He wrestled who did Jay White? Uh, Tanahashi had a good match. Uh, Tanahashi, you know, the pretty much the um, John Cena of New Japan Pro Wrestling. But I right. think Jay White got the win. Switchblade got the win. Killer Elite Squad wrestled. Um, who did they? Let me pull up the card because I can't write it. I need to go back and watch it again 
Just but I heard the Cody Rhodes match was really good. Cody really and Kota Ibushi were awesome. Um, there was a little uh, there was a little uh, animosity the next night. Kota uh, was taking a real bad beating from um, Cody and them, and Kenny Omega actually came out and stopped him. Hmm. And there was a little uh, little fighting in the Bullet Club then, and then he uh, Kenny Omega offered. Um, Switchblade a, a shirt to be uh, part of the Bullet Club, and he turned down. Looks like uh, Jay White Switchblade joined uh, Chaos, so he's with Okada okay. and those guys, right. Ghetto, and uh, t- no Tanahashi did defeat Jay White, and that was for the IWGP Intercontinental Title. Uh, Will Osprey, you need to watch this match. Will Osprey uh, won, uh, defeated Marty Skrull, Tak Hiromu Takahashi, the Ticking Time Bomb, and Kushida for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Kushida, everyone knows. If you listen to this podcast before, you know I love Kushida. He is oh, yeah. one of my favorite guys to watch wrestle, but everyone in this match was great. They did a spot where all four of them were on the turnbuckle, or there are three dudes on a turnbuckle, and they all took turn popping fingers, or maybe they just find their scroll was going to pop someone's finger, and Kushida got to him first and popped his finger. Do you know what I'm talking about when yeah, Skrull yeah, does yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, chaos. There was a big bit. Oh, the there was a gauntlet tag match for gauntlet six man tag match for the six man for the never open weight six man title matches and uh, chaos one, which was Beretta Ishii, your boy. You like you like Ishii, yeah. don't you? And Toriyanu. I figure you're a Toriyanu guy. I can't picture who that he's, is right now. But. He's the dude that does all the goofy spots and then kind of does like an RVD type thing, and then just kind of shrugs his shoulders. You know what I'm talking about? He always comes out Not holding off his the top DVDs. Of my head, but You'd, he's hilarious. Yeah. He's hilarious. Uh, Young Bucks defeated Rapongi 3K uh, for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, and then they had the New Japan Rumble, which is always fun to watch. It's not technically part of um, Wrestle Kingdom, but right. uh, Masahito Kakihara. God, any of these names are hard. Um, <laughs> defeated uh, one in that chance, and I believe that has, gives him a title shot in the near future. Um, but Wrestle Kingdom 12, uh, New Japan World, NJPW World, go check it out. If you are a pro wrestling fan, and then you need to be watching New Japan Pro Wrestling. A couple matches I missed. Kota Ibushi defeated Cody Rhodes, and that was just that was for this a singles match. It was supposed to be for the ROH title, but I believe Cody dropped it. Right. So it's just a singles match. But those guys over delivered, in my opinion. Uh, Los Ingobernables de Japón defeated Evil or Evil and Sonata defeated Killer Elite Squad, which is Dave Boy Smith and Lance Archer. And uh, oh, Goto and Suzuki. How could I forget that match? Suzuki and Goto in a hair versus hair for the never open weight title. Um, if I ever met Minoru Suzuki, I would I would be very trepidous in approaching him. <laughs> he scared he he's just an intimidating Japanese dude. He scares the shit out of me. Um, you have told me that before. And he has he's just like uh, he's kind of like Shibata. He has the tough strikes. He you know hard headbutts and all that stuff, but. Uh, Minoru Suzuki lost, so he had to get his head shaved, and he lost his title. And he actually shaved his head himself in front of Goto. And even after shaving his head, he looks scary as shit. Like he just uh, that dude just scares the crap. Goto's out of another me. one I really like. I like Goto too. I like I do like Goto. Uh, but that's it. 
man. Uh, my favorites, I think, were, of course, Omega and Jericho and Abushi and Cody. Those are my two favorite matches. For I know. me personally, I mean, they, I may take some heat for this, but for me personally, I I enjoyed the the Okada match more than the Omega Jericho. Well, you're I know you're you're like an Okada super fan or something. Well, not oh, dude. You I have mean, he, you have an Okada tattoo on your thigh there, <laughs> and he does the drop kick when I stretch. Yeah, yeah. that would be a hell of a tattoo. <laughs> you ever watch? You, I know we've watched Impractical Jokers. I've showed you that show a couple yeah. times. Did I ever show you the tattoo punishment? Uh, I don't think so. So the three dudes lost, and the guy that won made them all get tattoos of his choosing. They couldn't look the whole time they were getting tattoos, and like one dude got a t- tattoo that said 39, lives alone, has three cats, and then it has a picture of a cat on it. And then the next guy, they said when he had, he had to do a um, skydiving punishment, and they said he looked like a ferret skydiving. <laughs> so he has a ferret skydiving on his leg. And then the last dude, Sal... He reveals his tattoo, and for, like, no reason at all, it's just a tattoo of Jaden Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, the dude's like, Sal is like, what do I what do? I do? What does this mean between us? He's like, nothing. I just thought it'd be funny. <laughs> so now he has a tattoo of Jaden Smith on his upper thigh. That's awesome. Those guys were on Jericho's podcast, and um, they're, it was really funny. Um, but that, yeah, Wrestle Kingdom 12, New Japan Pro Wrestling, New Japan World. Worth the nine bucks. Yep. Um, you get a lot of content, and there's a ton of shows that you get to watch, including Wrestle Kingdom 12. You're going to have later shows later in the year. You're going to have the G1 Climax, which is very exciting. You're going to have um, the New Japan Cup, the Super J Cup, the Super Juniors. Lots of great and f- um, fun stuff going on over there. And more Jericho. Yeah, he's I know gonna, that next night he came out and he jumped Naito. Yeah, night. Yeah, so Jericho and Naito, that'll be a good match too. Yeah. Tranquilo versus the Alpha Club. So, folks, that's it for Wrestle Kingdom 12. Um, for those that don't know, we had Monday Night Raw here in Memphis, Tennessee, at the FedEx Forum this week. Uh, had a great time. Um, not a seat filler. Nope. We can like, ass- legit. Legit. We were not seat fillers. <laughs> this isn't joking. Um, and it was great to just get and sit and watch the show. And at some point, we did see the line of people moving into seats to fill them up. And we saw our buddy Steve. And oh, yeah. We kept wonder- worrying if he was going to come up like, these aren't your home base seats. What are you doing up here? <laughs> like, well, we're not, we're not doing it. not here it for you this time. Yeah. A um, lot of great stuff. I thought Raw was really good. I thought it was one of the best Raws in a while. And granted, part of that is because because you're there live. Um, but I ha- I thought it was a great show. Uh, we got to see a Bullet Club reunion, uh, or the the club, the club, the Balor Club, the Bal. We got to see, but the, their vibe right now of how much fun they're having, I think, is starting to feed into the audience because oh, yeah. I just had a fun time listening to them talk, and um, you you can you can it's like Gallows can't contain himself right yeah. now to me, to and, me. And it's funny like watching them cut up with each other, like when. Carl Anderson, you know, it was mentioned that he has a hot Asian wife, and Gallows is like, "Oh hell yeah, you do." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they and they had a great match against the Championship Club as as they were as dubbed. Jason Jordan. Yeah. So uh, I was on Wade Keller's podcast as a special Raw correspondent. Wink, wink, nod, nod. I'm awesome. <laughs> um, and we talked about that. Um, Jason Jordan right now is that guy, and. He represents a guy that we all know in our lives. 
there's the one dude he's he rounds he's around who is perceived to be the cool people and he just says shit does shit to for the cool people to like him right and to me he that's a heel that he is slowly I, I started thinking like man this this kid is a heel yeah and no one knows it yet maybe they do know it i don't know he's getting booze well, they're already booing him like, like he is but um they so, boo whoever they feel is cool to boo at that point. And you know what's funny about them, uh, the folks that boo Roman Reigns? When he hits a spear, not one boo. <laughs> not one, When he speared whoever it was on the outside, I think it was Gallows on the outside, mm-hmm. not one boo. People jumped out, people jumped out and say, woo! I mean... Because eh. it, it, like, he's one of them, he commits to the spear. He's not one that like runs in and just kind of bends over and then falls on you. He gets fully, you know, horizontal in the air. I mean, he jumps, leaves his feet, lays out in the air, and hits that spear. I mean, he makes it look like a spear is supposed to. But my my point on that is, though, the fans are so funny that they will boo him, and then he hit. They hit that, and they can't. They can't stop. They they yeah. they have to cheer for him then. So I find that kind of funny. Um, but it's still, you know, the cool thing to boo the guy that you're not supposed to boo. Uh. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so because I boo Brock Lesnar, and I'm not supposed to boo Brock Lesnar. He's supposed to be a special attraction. Yeah. Even though, when was the last time he defended the WWE Universal Championship? One of them pay per views ago. <laughs> was it? Did he? Was <laughs> was it at Survivor Series? Or no, he he fought champion versus champion, so he fought yeah. AJ Styles. Right. So he didn't defend his title then. Did he defend it at the pay per view after that? What what pay per view would have been? No, I don't think so. See, after Survivor Series, they've had... Didn't they have TLC? Was that recently? <laughs> I don't I don't remember. Well done. No, they had, they had Clash of Champions, which is SmackDown. Yep. Get down to 20. And was there another Raw one in that time? There had to have been at least one. No, there were, after Survivor Series, which was in which was November nineteenth, they had uh, just Clash of Champions. There wasn't a Raw show after that. Okay, TLC was a Raw show, uh, and it was headlined by Kurt Angle, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins taking on The Miz, Braun Strowman, Kane, Cesaro, and Sheamus. So that was before Survivor Series. Yeah, so it's been. Hell in a Cell. Let's go. No Mercy. Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman. Was that for the title? Yeah. So definitely had to. Have so been. that pay per view was September twenty fourth. September. September to October. October November. November December. December now January. It's been almost four months since he's defended the WWE Universal title. And to me, that hurts that title, that it's not being defended. Now, it is, I guess, going into the Royal Rumble, right? He's got a Rumble match, right? Yeah, he's defending the title. It's, it's Braun Strowman and Kane, right? Or is it just... Yeah, it's, it's okay. triple threat. So, um, yeah, I find that funny. Four, it's gonna By the time the Rumble gets here, which I think the Rumble was like the 28th or 29th. It's the last weekend of... Okay, so four months, that by then it will be a solid four months before he has defended that title. I think it's the last weekend. Yeah, it is, it is. It's the 28th. It's the 28th, that's a Sunday. Or is it the next one? Because I could have swore I saw something today that it was like 11 days till the Rumble. 
Well, maybe it is the 20. Is it the 21st? Dun, 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 dun. Google machine. Maybe it's the 21st. Let me check. Check the Facebook calendar. This is great for the air. January 28th. It is the 28th. Okay. It is the 28th. Um, so, yeah, by then, it'll be... Actually, it'll be over four months since... Um, since Brock has defended the universal title, which, you know, if you can't defend your title for three months, you're supposed to be stripped of it, but... Yeah, because they used to have a rule 30 days. You had to defend 30 days. Because that's what Stone Cold used to do for a while. He would, he'd come out and be on every Raw, but he wouldn't actually have a match until the pay-per-view. And that was always usually defending the title. Well, that was also when each pay, when every pay per view when they're running twelve pay per views a year. But there's one title. I, we can go. We're arguing semantics there, but <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, we did get to see Brock and Braun Strowman have a unique interaction in Kane. And Kane, yeah. Um, so for those that weren't there, I'm going to let you in on some inside information. When Braun threw that excellent, excellent grappling hook strike and got it around and locked it up (laughs) and pulled it down. And when that thing came crashing down, we never heard anything outside the speakers, outside of the speakers. So we never heard a loud crash from the back. And you figure something fell like that, you're going to hear some banging and bumping and we around. we were close to the stage. Right. I mean, you know, well, this supposedly right. well, happened seems like behind the stage. Soon, we so, yes, this happened. They were fighting as soon as they went back. Um, they were, it was in that right entrance or the, you know, yeah. You get what I'm trying to say. So, very clever editing there. Yeah, I mean, that was obviously filmed prior to the show. Oh, yeah. Um, but very clever editing to make it seem like, and Wade Keller and I forget the other guy. His name was Kevin something. He was. Uh, they were. At, they asked me about that, and I was like, "Yeah, we never heard that stuff crash in the arena without without the speakers, without it going through without the speakers, the, through the video." Yeah. So we thought he thought that was hilarious, and you know what else kind of bugged me with that statement or with that segment? Yeah. So afterwards, they're trying to get Braun Strowman onto not Braun Strowman. They're trying to get Brock onto a gurney to get him into an ambulance. And after something like that, the first thing paramedics are going to tell you to do <laughs> is do not move a person. Especially don't move their neck. Yeah, yeah, don't move their neck. And so they pull him out, and basically it looked like somebody was at point one point pulling him out by his neck. Pulling him out by his neck, yeah. So then they put him on the gurney. They never restrained his neck, never. My wife is a physical therapist, so she, that stuff, when she watches it, she's like, that's not how you do those things. And, um. <laughs> So that I think that was just kind of funny that you know Brock that you know uh, no competent paramedic would uh, just pull a dude out under that stuff by his neck without restraining his neck. It was just funny. Um, the women on Raw this week, I thought you know everything kind of went. You know, it was a decent reaction. It wasn't like everyone went to go get a beer during their matches or anything right. like that, but. You know, um, Oscar Mickey James looks so hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just uh, saying. Um, <laughs> but 
But uh, yeah, the, uh, we had a tag match, which was Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville versus who they take on. They took on Bailey and Sasha. And Sasha, yeah. They had a good match. They had a good match. I was watching this match, and the one thing kept going through my head that whole match is I'm starting to become a Sonya Deville guy. I uh, like what she was doing in that, that match. Um, you know, it's funny. I wonder if, uh, you know, all these weeks she had been coming out with her hair you know, braided back or however you want to call it. And now... Like the fighter's hair. Right. And now she comes out in a, for an actual match and her hair... I wonder if, you know, her hair was straightened and long and everything. I wonder if Vince was like, oh, you got to have long, flowing hair. <laughs> oh, the men are going to like it more. Got to look like a woman. Yeah. Which, you know, she is um she is a lesbian. She has come out of the closet. Mm-hmm. So making her one of the first openly lesbian female wrestlers. For the WWE, and um, but the fact that you know, I'm hoping it's not the WWE putting pressure on her, because at some point in the match, you know, she had like a a rubber band or something. She put her hair actually up. I wonder if that was her saying, "I'm had enough of this. This is annoying the heck out of me." Or if that's what her thing is going to be when she puts her hair right. up, the fight really starts happening. You know, kind of so. like Bailey does when she tightens, tightens up. Her her, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was fun seeing Bailey's entrance. Yeah. Live, I always get it. I always enjoy seeing that. I had a lot of fun. I was telling Abby, um, you know, Finn Balor came out, so we got to do his entrance. And I, was, <laughs> yeah. and I looked at her, and she, she goes, "I said, you know what that means?" And she just puts her hands in the air, I'm like, "Yep, you got it." <laughs> um, what else happened on Raw? There's the return of the Miz, which Miz came back, and I, I'll be dead. I easily, I can easily say he was probably the pop of the night. Yeah, people were excited to see. The Miz. And he cut a great promo. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, you know, part of, I ha- I do have a problem with his promo. We talked about this on Raw, or when we were there. You know, he's naming all the great intercontinental champions that have held the IC title. And to me, he left off the greatest intercontinental title. And you, you was like, yeah, his son is in the group. <laughs> you know, throw Kurt Hennig a name. Yeah, throw Kurt Hennig's name out there. Yeah. I mean, he's... When I think of the Intercontinental title, he seriously is. I'm not, and I'm not exaggerating. I the first person I think of is Kurt Hennig, Mr. Perfect. Yeah. I don't think of the Ultimate Warrior when I think of the Ultimate. When I think of the title, I really don't even think of Bret Hart. I, I maybe a little bit of Shawn Michaels, but you know his world title runs. Were I mean, way one, better. one of them for me always is Honky Tonk Man, just because yeah. the longest reigning. I mean that that one always yeah. pops up there quick. Yeah. I think of Kurt Hennig first. I think of Jericho. Because Jericho's held it the most, um, nine times. Yep. It? Yep. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was strange that you know his your his son is a part of your entourage and you know five feet behind you. Right. You can't say Kurt Hennig. And if I was Curtis Axel's, you know they could have they could have worked in the segment. Could have been like giving him a shove, like you know, hey man, hey, yo, you know, you know. You and know? it's things like that you got to wonder if like he just forgot to like he was supposed to and just you know forgot yeah. and he gets back there he was like dude you, you know yeah thanks dad, thanks bro. a lot bro <laughs> um so uh then the bird Bo and Kurt Axel trying to give Miz gifts that he could say yeah you could tell he wasn't he was, and apparently then later Miz, on he apparently him and Maurice are gonna have a unscripted reality show on USA Network. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. Um, you know, after Raw went off the air, I talked to um, Wade Keller because I didn't get a chance to watch it back. Um, after the Braun Strowman attack didn't make it on to 
Ross. So they went off yeah. the air after Miz attacked him. No, it was just triple power bomb Roman. Happy, and, yeah. And afterwards, for those that don't know, Braun came out and beat the crap out of everybody, and then put Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel has the most has the worst luck out of those yep. three. Puts Curtis Axel through a table, and the, that sends the crowd home happy. Made sure not to put Miz through the table because he was damn right. He was pretty. He was hot that night. Oh he, man, he was know, on fire, the, dude. He was. The crowd was behind him, and that would have almost been like a face, you know, taking out a face. Uh, we got to see the Woken debut of the debut of Woken Matt. The in-ring debut. In, the of in-ring Matt. debut of Woken Matt, which ended to me the ending. How every how all that ended, it felt kind of flat to me with Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy just kind of in the ring laughing, just face to face, and yeah, yeah. Did, how did that come off to you? I mean, it, it it always it always feels like you're a little cheated when. You know, they don't come to blows. They don't, you know, at least one of them hit a finisher or sneak in with a chair or something. And, I mean, if, if there's not any sort of, like, <laughs> if there's not any violence between the two, it always kind of takes it away. I mean, there's rarely a time when two guys get in the ring like that that have been waiting to get in the ring and, you know, nothing physical actually happened between them that it, it really clicks. I mean, there's only a couple times, the, the one time that always comes to mind where two guys pulled that off was Undertaker and Triple H. When they were setting up for that yep. WrestleMania yep. match, yep. Yep. they would get both got in the ring, never said a single word, and the whole story was told right then. But this whole just laughing at each other's face, it's like, it, it went on too long. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost like they didn't know when it I'll- was commercial break. Yeah, and I wonder if yeah, it would be interesting to know where in the break commercial break that was, and like then the afterwards they just went their own separate ways. Yeah, that was it. But I mean, you could tell that's when the commercial hit, and they were just like, okay, time to go to the back. Yep. But we did see them sneak Bray Wyatt out. Yeah, that you know, was funny. And Nijax. Yeah. I'm like, oh hey, what's all those group of people doing? Yeah. Oh, they're changing some stuff around. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Because for those that that weren't there and have never known this before. You know, during commercial breaks in the arena, they're showing like they're basically showing commercials, usually for you know two K eighteen or the fucking WWE Jetsons movie that they show three or four times or anything WWE. They're showing a commercial. They turn all the lights out where you're just focused on on the Titantron, and that's when sometimes they'll sneak people out. I mean, they send about it was probably a dozen. You know, stage. ring crew or yeah, yeah, stagehands yeah, yeah. or whatever out, and you know you're not supposed to even see them and pay attention. And then they'd walk. I mean, they basically just made a circle around the ring, pretty much never stopped. And at some point, whoever was with them just crawled under the ring. Yep. Bray Wyatt did it. They did it with Nia too, yep. and she got that attack on Oscar, which you know you could uh, the poor. You got to feel bad for the girl in the ring who was like excited to get a match on Raw. It's like. Yeah, we're going to have you come out, and then Nia's just going to destroy Asuka, and you have to run away. Yeah. Uh, okay. I hope she got a good payday for it. Yeah. hope she made 300 bucks or something <laughs> like that. Exactly. Uh, what else happened on Raw that we didn't need to cover? Uh, it was a long Raw. Felt like <laughs> it, didn't it? It did feel like it. I um, mean, it feels, I'd say it feels longer when you're there, because you're in that same seat, and you you know... Yeah, you really we were, don't get up and move at that point yeah, for and, three hours, three and a half hours, if you get there for the dark matches and main event. Uh, and we, um, 
Oh yeah. Hey, speaking of main event, um, and someone that participated at the Titus Titus Worldwide got a win over Cesaro and Sheamus. Yeah, that was on Raw. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. How crazy was yeah. that? We witnessed a <laughs> Titus Worldwide win. That we were just like, really? But wow. everybody was distracted by Dana Brooke. We, yeah, yeah. We yeah. came to that conclusion. Which she lost to Alicia Fox on main event. Right. We so we saw that match. Um, which is the second time. Like two times in a row that we've been to Raw and during the main event, you know, the show main event match, as we were walking in, that's who was wrestling, Alicia Fox and Dana Brooke. Huh. I didn't realize that. Good good thinking. Yeah. Good memory. Um so yeah, I had a good blast. Thank you, Charles. Man had a blast. I got to hang out with Charles and the hard part about it for us was we had to sit in our I didn't want to inconvenience everybody because we were right in the middle and there was like 10 people on each side of yeah. us. It felt like it's like, well, can't get up that way and can't get up that <laughs> exactly. way. And, oh, well, guess I'm stuck here. But had a lot of fun. Saw, uh, I got to see the Bullet Club live, the Balor Club, whatever you want to call it. That I'm still upset that Alexa Bliss never actually came out to the ring. Yeah. Just Sorry, man. Backstage stuff. So, sorry. If I can get sorry. my money back, uh, I, mean, I would definitely take it. We got to see. Braun Strowman, Brandish, and a grappling hook. We got to see Samoa Joe wrestle. Yeah, that's true. We got to see Samoa Joe wrestle, and, he, which, there, and now he's hurt. Talk, he's, yeah, he's injured. Yay. Damn it. It's just, he just cannot catch. It seems like he cannot catch a break on the main roster. Yeah, ever since so. he got brought up. Um, So, hopefully, good healing out to you, Joe. Man, it just sucks. Yep. All right. Uh. Hey, do we need to go into SmackDown? Anything? I don't, I heard it was wasn't really that much that big. I haven't of a even show. watched SmackDown yet. Yeah, yeah, I mean, typically when I watch wrestling, it's usually the day after. But I had a game last night, so I hadn't had a chance to watch anything. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch it either, and I'm behind on NXT. And speaking of games, uh, last Friday was wrestling night with yeah. the Grizzlies. Tell us what tell us what happened there. Uh, well, I don't know exactly what happened with this, but I heard rumors that like three of the wrestlers that were supposed to be there like canceled like the night before. So there wasn't like as many people as there had been in the last couple of years. You know, last couple of years you had like DDP, Scott Hall showed up one time. You had Scott Steiner, which I hated. X Pac. X Pac, uh Buff Bagwell. I mean, you had quite a few different different uh names. This time, uh <clears throat> they kind of did like a, a wrestling weekend because the I think it was Friday night or no Thursday night they had a wrestling night I believe it was Thursday but they had a wrestling night at the Memphis Hustle game mm-hmm. and apparently Jerry Lawler you know defended his Grizzly weight title or whatever and the guy who was wrestling I cannot remember his name they said he was known from other like big name federations like TNA and. I want to say it was something like Johnny Swinger. I could be completely yeah, yeah. wrong with that. That's right. That's right. That's something right. like that. Yeah. Uh, but after Lawler defended the title, he got jumped and he stole the the belt off of Lawler. So then he shows up at the Grizzlies game, and we got Dave Brown there doing commentary mm-hmm. uh, with Lawler. He comes out, uh, you know, saying he's the champ. He's got title and all. But because Lawler got jumped the night before, he can't wrestle because his shoulder's injured. And, you know, so they had to find somebody else to come in and and challenge him for that title. 
And Dave Brown was like, well, I've, I've got a friend I can call, and I, you know, I, I think I've got this handled, and out comes Jeff Jarrett. Fresh off the stint at rehab. <laughs> so he calls out Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett's going to come out there. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to make sure this title you know, comes back to where it belongs. And he ends up doing that. He ends up <laughs> – basically, he turns heel like halfway through the, of course, the game. Of course, of course. Shockingly, he wins the title because he goes in there and wrestles Lawler, and you know Lawler's injured, but he wins the title off of Lawler, and he's gonna leave. They set up something else, and it <laughs> Lawler, uh, you know, he's injured. He can't wrestle anymore, but he's supposed to be the champ. You know, because you gotta send everybody home happy. So Jarrett's out in the ring. He. Uh, Doing his little victory, you know, rundown of Memphis, how much, you know, how much Nashville is better than Memphis and all this. Super Grizz comes out, takes him out. Super Grizz comes out with D'Angelo Williams. D'Angelo Williams. It's just getting more ridiculous by the second. (laughs) Well, when three or four wrestlers cancel on you. Yeah. But uh, D'Angelo Williams basically gave uh, Jeff Jarrett a Samoa drop. Oh, wow. (laughs) And. Long story short, Grizz wins the the title back, gives it off to Lawler later on, so Lawler's still your champion. Now, uh, was what was Dustin Starr? Was he like commentating all? Yeah, he, he was doing some commentating. Yeah, this he weekend, ended up commentating with Dave Brown once Lawler actually got involved in the match. Okay, cool. And they had a they had a nice little uh, video package for Lance Russell. Yeah, and when you told me that, I I, I knew I I would have cried had I saw it. I mean it because Lance, you know, the last few wrestling nights at the Grizzlies, last few years, Lance Russell and Dave Brown have both been the commentators for it. So, yep, yep. So, um, anything else going on in wrestling we need to hit? Uh, I don't know when it's going to air, but I did see uh, some spoilers for Impact. Okay, let's they talk have about done them. some tapings. They have gone back to the four sided ring. They they took out the six sided ring again. Okay. Okay. And I guess a big spoiler for this because I don't really know how many people actually watch Impact other than me and maybe people that live in Orlando or Canada. <laughs> but uh, apparently Austin Aries really shows up at Impact, challenges Eli Drake for the championship. Uh, a match just kind of happens, and Austin Aries wins the title. Oh, Austin Aries so is the Impact Champion right now. That is now. Nuts. I don't know when that's going to air because it just filmed yesterday, I think. Uh, but yeah, that's he's the champion as of right now. But TV wise, he might not be. So I don't know when that's supposed to air. Um, wow, that's nuts. That is nuts. Uh, I'm trying to think if anything local's going on. I think uh, on the 20th, let me look at the date. So the 20th, next Saturday, uh, committed to wrestling and MEW are teaming up for a show or something like that. So there's a lot going on with that. I don't know the whole story yet. I'm still working on getting details. But there's a new group in Memphis called The Syndicate. I've seen some stuff on Facebook. There's tattoos a part of it. Uh, Alan Steele, Alan Steele, and Derek King, and Chris Lex. Now, yes. all, 
these three of those guys are not the biggest uh, faces in Memphis wrestling. <laughs> so yeah. I find it interesting that Lex is with them, and I need to go catch these guys. Um, so, yeah, that that's going to be going on soon here. I uh, wish Dan was on. I'm sure he had he has that ton of stuff to tell oh, us yeah. about what's going on in wrestling up there. Um, <laughs> Once we get our technical issues taken care of, yeah, stupid, we'll, we'll figure that out. Stupid thing dying. Stupid headphone amp. Um, yeah, that's all I can, I can't think of anything else wrestling wise we need to hit on. Um, you know, there's a lot of rumors with Jericho and impact. I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. I don't think they could afford them to be honest. And if they, they did, are talking that, uh, there's a good possibility that Rey Mysterio will be joining impact. Like now this company is not making any money. So where are they getting the money to pay the wrestlers? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. <clears throat> That's their cap situation. They can deal with it however the heck they want to. Hey, you know it's coming up next month. Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> I had to think. I was like, okay, February. Yeah, Black Panther. That's that's, that's all there is. I, that's going to be really good. I think. I really like the whole cast. I I think this is finally going to be a good comic book role for Michael B. Jordan. And yeah. the Human Torch was all right. And he's probably. I mean, <laughs> we're going to say good comic book role, but you know it's a Marvel movie, so. It by the uh, the commercials and what we can tell so far, he's going to be the villain. So this is probably his one-off in yeah. Marvel. <laughs> Let's see. You know what? Just for shits and giggles, you and I—they did this on Shark Dropper a couple of weeks ago. But I'm going to steal it now because I want to see what you think. Ma. We are going to rate every movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. You know, it's like twenty-something movies. We can get through that really quick. <laughs> I'm not talk. We don't have to talk specifically about. Each one, just because that 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 seriously that, that what they've done. So do we want to do that, or we just want to do like you know our our top three and bottom three? Why don't you say we go through each one? Oh, okay, we got time to kill. All right, Iron. We'll, we'll and we're going from first one to the most latest Iron so like Man released first one or chronological uh, re- released. Okay, yeah, because like, no, I guess chronologically. I don't know how this list chronologically. Then like you know. Captain America would be first because it. Oh no, no no okay so it 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 is okay I'm reading day wrong yeah this is because it should if it's, release date yeah, release if it's date released so. it should go Iron Iron Man and then like Hulk okay so it? Iron Man we'll just go uh we'll just do one through five five I mean that's it's the what started one. all okay and it was a it I it was the best Iron Man movie of the three to me okay I give it a four I give it a four uh the Incredible Hulk. I give it a four. I'm at a four. I'm at a four. I like it. I still hate that they swapped Switch, out the yeah. actors and all, but you know, and I, I, I felt proud of myself because on Twitter there was a discussion like, "Is the Incredible Hulk part of the MCU?" And I was like, "Yes," because uh, Colonel Ross is in it, and he was yeah. in Civil War, and they're like, "Damn you and your logic!" I'm like, "Yes, gotcha." Yeah. Iron Man two. I'll give it a four. I, I really liked. I really liked Iron Man too. I mean, I didn't think it was as good as the first one, but I re- I really wish uh, Mickey Rourke would have been in it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Because I really like you know him as Whiplash. polarizing present. It's kind of like for him, me. It's yeah, I don't know. It's like the Joker and Dark Knight. You know. Yeah. I wanted more on screen time with Heath, yeah. Le- Heath Ledger. And Sam Rockwell was great. Yep. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> Thor. Thor. I really liked the first one. Yeah, I'm gonna say three and a half. Yeah, three and a half, four. It was yeah. 
Captain America: The First Avenger. Not five. Really, that, you're gonna give the first the yeah, first Avenger five? That one, that was one that like going into it, I didn't really think I would like all that much, mm-hmm. and that one just surprised me. Okay, I'd say a four, solid four. Marvel's the and Avengers. That introduced us to Haley Atwell, so that's true. Yeah. Marvel's <laughs> the Avengers. Avengers, I thought that was a five. Yeah, I might say f- four and a half. It's just. It's some. It's kind of also. It's it's very over. That one was overwhelming too, because there's just so much going on in that movie. Right. Iron Man three. Three and a half. Four. Three. I, 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 I wish you. I wish that would have been true Mandarin and. Yeah. Three. Three and a half for me. Yeah. Thor: The Dark World. Three and a half. Four. Yeah, same was, thing. About three. It was okay. Captain America: The Winter Soldier. That was a five. That's easily a five. That that's, could be a six. That's one of the best stories <laughs> that's gone over in the MCU. You had the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. in that one, yeah. and that whole twist was just incredible, and the fight scenes in it were amazing. George St. Pierre has a fight <laughs> scene in it. I mean, yeah, great. Five. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Five. Five. That yep. was amazing. Avengers Age of Ultron. Four. Four and a half. It it wasn't wasn't as good as as the first one. And again, it was the problem that I have with Marvel movies. You know, Ultron shouldn't be taken out so easily and just, you know, one shot. I mean, mean, it could be recreated because the life stone is still out there. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, after that, Ant-Man. Ant-Man surprised me. It surprised me. I would say about three and a half, four. I was going to go four. I was really shocked. I, I I was like, this is a kind of more obscure title. But, uh, but I'm I'm definitely looking forward to the sequel. Me too. Me too. Ant-Man um, now we're into phase three: Captain America: Civil War. Five. Yep. They five. they brought all those characters together beautifully. That airport airport scene, fight yep. scene was just incredible. Doctor Strange. Four and a half. Okay. Four four and a half. I'd say four four. Uh, excellent origin for him. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Four, four and a half. I'm uh, it five. wasn't as good as, as the first one to me, but probably, a, probably a four and a half. I'm at a five. I enjoy it. I, I love the I mean, Guardians I really, really enjoyed it, yeah, but... Um, Thor Ragnarok. I'm going to give it a five. I'm at a five was, on that, too. That was the most fun yeah. that uh, I think I've had in a Thor movie. And uh, they got Jeff Goldblum to play Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> exactly. It's like, so explain this character to me. It's like, it's you in outer space. Well, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Well... That's going to be fantastic, yes. <laughs> yeah, this little orgy ship or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah don't hilarious. put it in orgy mode or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, that. Uh, so that's birthday. that's a that's it's my see, birthday. That didn't take too long. Yeah. Um, and t- I think I just saw today that that's coming out on like Blu-ray in oh, early sweet. March. Okay, good. And I think digital. How much of the I Marvel say, like, TV shows 30, did you watch? Yeah. I'm not caught up on anything right now. I'm probably two or three weeks off of an, on Agents of Shield. I basically I've only seen like the first two, maybe three episodes of The Gifted, but I've okay. loved that show. I just yeah, it's good. got tangled up doing other stuff and I didn't watch them. I've watched Daredevil. I've watched Jessica Jones. I've oh watched yeah, I've Luke watched Cage, all the Netflix I'm, I'm working on the. I've just started The Punisher. Um, Agent Marvel's Agent Carter. I really love that yeah, show. Yeah, I love that show. Uh, Inhumans. They were all. It was all right. I'm working on Runaways now. So. Yeah, I haven't watched Runaways. It's it's weird. It's very weird. Yeah. So more obscure 
characters that a lot of people probably don't know. See, that's what I thought about Iron Fist. Not people, and that's why people hate on him. But he, they have a lot to tell with that character. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's get out of here because I can't think of anything else. Um, as we like to end every episode, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, Mike, I ask you, who is your Superstar of the Week? I'll let you go first this time because I want to see if you. I am if you going. Take- the take, one. I'm going to take Braun Strowman for his <laughs> masterful work with a grappling. Hook. That's why I was letting you go first because I would have said the same thing. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the club. Okay, the club. I'm surprised you didn't take Okada. Yeah, well, I had Okada last week. Oh, I okay, think, okay. You know, okay. All right, folks, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. You can follow me. I am at Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K-O-V-E-R-S-E-L-L. At WolfMike23. Also, be sure you head over to OversellPod.com and check out the Amazon link while you're there. There's no commission. We need a new headphone amp now, so <laughs> go hit that Amazon link. We get a small kickback on anything sold through our link. There's no extra fees or hidden fees. It's just you helping us out by shopping on Amazon like you're already going to do. Also, the easiest way to get to this podcast is to subscribe and download on iTunes. We're also available anywhere podcasts are available. And if you go to iTunes, be sure to leave us a five-star review. It helps us out with our rating, makes us get more exposure, so people can visit our Amazon link. We can have our headphone amp. We can have Dan back. Yes. Folks, you've been listening to the Oversell Podcast.